Oh god, that was bothering me on fucking text now. Oh, Who's texting? Submit, I got Submit, I got Oh no. <laughs> oh, submit. Did I do it right? <laughs> Never talk about the Smurfs except to say that in France, Smurfs are called Schmounfs. Is that right? <laughs> no, they're called is it, it's Strumps. They're Strumps. By oh, pale. Strumps. You know what? You're right. It is the Strumps. Fucking yeah. Smurfs. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, guys... hang on, I'm oh. doing the intro now. I'm lead, I just Fuck. right into it. Fuck it. Kick off Podtoy talking about Smurfs to let people know that after last week we're going to stick to video games. <laughs> Welcome to Podtoid 161. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. Uh, I am joined by Max Scoville. Ahoy. Tara Long. Hello. Jonathan Holmes. Shalom. And as a special treat, ladies and gentlemen, as a special little... As, as my gift to you, as Reggie Fees and me would say, we have brought on a, a familiar <laughs> voice, a familiar voice that you may recognise from ye oldie Bobtoid, back when it was relevant. Submit Sarkar, ladies and gentlemen, sports editors, right to it, come, come. Yeah, so this is, I mean, you, you guys haven't done any episodes since the last one that I was on, right? That is true. It's been a very long time. We uh, we did the one about the the Super Mario Brothers movie comic, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Anthony went away, and Brad went away, and I've just I brought it back, just a one off special submit to celebrate your birthday. Great. Uh, happy trails, seasons, great greetings of ye season to you on this your special day. Have a tub of Neapolitan ice cream to celebrate. It's really, um, your, it's really your birthday, Simon. What's going on? <laughs> sure. Oh, oh, Jonathan Holmes, will you ever catch on? <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am sorry about last week's episode when Max and I got overexcited and we uh, upset people. Some of them. Did some you? of them really like it. Really? It's 50-50. Some people love it and say, keep doing it. And the other half are like, at least try and mention video games more than once an episode. <laughs> so, this I week... We, huh? we, talk, we talked about video games a lot uh, last week. Uh, there was just, uh, it was like two podcasts in one. There was the, uh, the feeling... And then the thoughts came afterwards about yeah. video games. <laughs> Two and a half hours long. How can you ex- complain about that? Anyway, Two and a half hours long of free entertainment. I'm not sorry, actually. Fuck it. It's like, uh, it's like when there's a, there's a babysitter who's babysitting really fucking retarded kids, and they keep doing really bad things, but the babysitter thinks it's funny. And it, he's like, okay, seriously, seriously, stop. You know, stop, stop talking about poops, <laughs> but they're just trying not to laugh, because that's pretty much what we do. Yeah. We're we are our own babysitters, and yeah. we're doing a crappy yeah. job. It's true. Okay, submit. Stop sending IMs to people. That's not how we roll anymore. We're not. And none of this organization, all this shit. I, I am in charge now. I am El Heffy. El Heffa. No, 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 Jim, El Jim, you misunderstand. This isn't about or- El Heffa. 
Bison. It's not, it's not about organization. I just want to have secret chats. Well, they're not secret. Yeah, I am Stop not on it. the air. Stop it. This is not Sweet Valley High. No, this is th- these are conversations <laughs> that the listeners don't deserve to hear. Uh, Fuck you. It's I love annoying, the listeners. Though, they listen so to us. I, am. I love the listeners and all the complaints they make about their two and a half hours of free entertainment a fucking week. <laughs> Entertainment's a little strong, but it's definitely <laughs> yeah, something. That is true. <laughs> Two and a half hours of concepts. <laughs> Ideas. Yeah. Just yeah, it's free, words. though. I mean, if it wasn't for us, they'd just be, like, pestering women. So it's best. We're providing a service. I'm drinking, I'm drinking Glacier Freeze-flavored this week. I've had that. I've had that. It's good. It's blue. What color is it? Blue. Like light blue, like the, the light, color of magic. Like it's light blue, the color of it's. It's actually like very similar to the color of the Ice King's skin. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm it's, gonna get some it's of that. good. It's a it's a glacier freeze available in shops for buying at, at money. Okay. <laughs> um, has anybody been playing anything interesting this week that they'd like to talk about? Uh, I've been playing so much Rhythm Heaven, I can't stop it. It's getting really bad. I uh, I plan on playing for like 15 minutes, and then three hours later, I'm still playing it. It's really fun. I love it a lot. It's great. I hope you guys play it when it comes out. At least give it a try. Is it yeah. different from the DS? Like I played the the last one that came out for DS. I didn't like it very much, and I actually I I quite like rhythm games mostly. But there was something about it. Like it seemed like more strict than it should have been. I, I didn't hmm, have much okay. chance. I got really like I got bored of it very quickly. I was like, this isn't fun. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think it's a lot better than the DS one. The DS one, um, the stylus controls were a little bit unwieldy, and also it just wasn't that interesting a lot of the time. There was a cute concept and a cute song, maybe, but the actual rhythms you had to do were pretty basic. I think because they had to accommodate the fact that the controls were. Um, not always that reliable, but this one, the controls are just buttons, and they come up with some really complex and interesting rhythms you have to do towards the end. It reminds me a lot of Punch-Out. You like Punch-Out at all? Yeah. Punching out? Yeah. yeah you punch that guy? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe you won't like it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, well, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Jo- Jonathan, is it still Japanese as fuck? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I've been liking stuff that's Japanese for so long. I can't tell what's normal anymore. That's just most of the stuff that I like um, when it comes to video games, cartoons. I think I like some American video games, right? Okay. They make they make video games too. I think Americans? so. A few. Yeah. No. Yeah. Submit our car. Yeah. Submit. Submit. Submit a little little tiny Tim at Christmas. What <laughs> did I just say? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure myself. <laughs> no, it's true. He is our tiny Tim. Submit. Turkey bone submit. <laughs> Bubba from DuckTales. I woo woo submit. <laughs> what? What have you been doing with yourself? Since last May, was it? <laughs> Something like that. What? Give Give us every single game you've played <laughs> since Pontoid 100 and what was it? 40 
eight or something. Yeah, I think um, it was forty eight. Yeah, you know, I I've played a few a few games here and there. Uh, most recently, last night, I checked out the Resistance 3 multiplayer beta. Oh, me too. What did you think, sir? Well, uh, I, I can't give you much, an opin- much of an opinion because uh, I, I played, uh, it, you know, I, it, I selected matchmaking, so it put me into a game that was already in progress, and it was round one of two. So I finished that round, and then, you know, went into the second round, where, because um, in the first round, you, I was playing as, as the uh, humans, and then in the second round, I was playing as the Chimera, and then halfway through, it booted me out and said the game has already ended. And then I just decided to say fuck it and do something else. Uh, yeah, that was oh. that's pretty much my experience with it. it. It loves to just boot you out and disconnect you. Um, plus, I don't know if it's the perks or whether people have already gotten proper good, but it's a slaughter fest. It feels like a fucking meat grinder. You wander mm. in and you just get... And it's really chaotic. It feels very loose. It feels like... It feels exactly like Call of Duty 4 but a bit less tight. So you've got all that chaos, but it's also incredibly, like, it doesn't feel all that polished, which, you know, it's a beta, fair play to yeah. them, but... Well, it's, you know, from from what little I saw, it, it's very different from, you know, I, I only played the beta of 2, and that was, you know, in Resistance 2, they were really uh, hyping up these massive, like, 64-player battles, and this, they've really gone in the complete opposite direction. I think I was playing, like, a 5-on-5 five five game, maybe, uh, on a map that was still of a fairly decent size, so there was a lot of room to, you know, run around and, and a lot of stuff to explore. And I seem to really be taken, be getting taken down by snipers a lot. Um, but uh, but again, I you know I, I played for maybe twenty minutes, so I can't really say. Yeah, it it feels like it's got a lot of like problems from shooters from about two or three years ago. It seems it. I mean, considering how the I've only ever played the first Resistance, and it's a massive improvement from that. But it does still feel, and Resistance always seems to have this idea that it, it really is following in the coattails of other games. It feels very set in its ways and and very old. It's the Nintendo of first-person shooters in many ways, in that it it does its best to take on new ideas that are happening at the moment, but it seems to do them in a slightly outdated way. Um, it it was quick. It, it felt quicker and, and more action packed than than any resistance I've played, having played the the first one and the uh, PSP one. And it always felt very very sluggish and, and slow paced. But I don't know. I'm willing the to second, give it a go. Wasn't the second resistance pretty controversial for some reason? I remember People, hearing a lot of rage about that. Yeah, they they tried to really go in for the modern military shooter thing. I think a lot of people hated the regenerating health that they put in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently right. apparently it was, like, really imbalanced and, and, and cheap in a lot of ways. Um, I might get around to playing it before Resistance 3 comes out. I probably should, mm. but I'm... Yeah. I I, I've been actually hearing a lot of positive buzz about uh, the single player, which, you know, they've shown off at, like, E3 and stuff. I haven't seen it myself, uh, unfortunately, but... Um, you know, I, I'm I'm more excited about you know that if anything than than the multiplayer. But, yeah. Well, I typically I mean, am in a lot of games. Like single player is what draws me in. The multiplayer is sure. a nice bonus. Well, for me, I mean, I've already got my fall completely taken away uh, or taken up ex- uh, by Battlefield Three for mo- where as far as multiplayer shooters go. I don't really think I'll be playing anything else. I mean, I might check out Modern Warfare Three, but uh, Battlefield is really where it's at for me. It does I love seem that to be. Too. 
Seems to be that way for a lot of people. <laughs> I woe betide any shooter that isn't Call of Duty or Battlefield 3 that wants to try and come out in that time. I don't know what they're playing at with Resistance. It's like, it probably would have been better for them to not do multiplayer at all and just concentrate mm. on making a single-player game because what's the point heavily... And they seem to be doing that, heavily promoting their multiplayer aspect during a period when everyone's just looking at Battlefield versus uh, Call of Duty. That's true, but you know they they do have the 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 one factor that you know it's a PS3 exclusive game where you know Battlefield is that's that's a game that's going to be meant to be played on the PC. Unfortunately, I don't have a powerful enough computer to run it, so I'll be playing it on 360. But you know Battlefield is going to really I think focus on the PC market and Modern Warfare. Really, Activision's Call of Duty games are, are basically 360 ex- uh, exclusives almost at this point in, in terms of how much promotional money Microsoft puts into them. So uh, I think if you know people who only have PS3s, which at this point I mean I don't know how many of them are out there, but for them and if, if who want for those of them who want a multiplayer shooter, then this might be the thing for them. I wouldn't say it's that cut mm. and dry though, because as far as I'm aware, even with the very famous problems that it had, um, Call of Duty Black Ops is still the most popular game of the last of the past year on the PS3. So it's. I don't know. I think Resistance oh, right, no, yeah, is still in a vulnerable position. Yeah, I, I don't think Resistance is going to unseat uh, Modern Warfare, or, or excuse me, it's, it's going to be able to uh, take over the, the throne from, from Modern Warfare, even on PS3, but, uh, you know, it'll be a, a sizable chunk of the market. You know, fair play mm. to them. I like, you know, I like, an, it is Insomniac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. Insomniac, I don't like not liking their games, but with Resistance, it just seems they it seems to me they struggle with that series in deciding what it is and what it wants to to give people. Yeah. It just it never seems to quite fit um, in the modern game industry, and and that's a shame because I, I like the premise. I love the enemies. They're really like grotesque enemies, which is often hard to to find in a video game these days where everything's got to look cool. Um, but those mm. guys just look really hideous and disturbing. Um, so it's, it's got a lot going for it, but the game, the series has never really, I don't think, it's never really found its legs. Yeah. It reminds me of Jessica Simpson in a way. <laughs> in what way? Well, where, you know, Call of Duty would be your Britney Spears. It's got a lot of flash. There's the talent there, maybe, but, you know, it's got a lot of appeal. People love it. And uh, Battlefield would be your Christina Aguilera. It's got a lot of depth and soul and technical proficiency, but not quite as much mainstream appeal. And then you've got Resistance over in the corner with Nick Lachey trying to like get there, get to the top. But even even with its niche market, people, the, the PS3 market being the smallest in the, uh, the US, still can't quite <coughs> dominate. Does that make sense? Shortly before we started recording... Uh-huh. Shortly before we started recording, you said that I was, I was hotter than Rihanna. I, you are. I, I You're don't know. We are. I was saying that she's gonna she's gonna blow everyone away in her breakout role in Battleship the movie. And you were like, I think you're hotter than Rihanna. And I was. Yeah. I don't know what you were getting Pe- at. People just don't know it yet. In you, many you ways, haven't... in many ways, Jonathan Holmes is the resistance of talking <laughs> to people. <laughs> is that right? I, it's true. I mean, Rihanna has a a, a marketing team. Oh God, we're uh, actually having this go. Okay, yeah, like, hell. If Max Scoville was given the attention, the marketing, and the um, the the primping, the uh, the cuddling, 
the 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 what do they call it when you uh, pick the the bugs out of someone's hair? The grooming <laughs> and, uh, and the and Sorry, the marketing. Who is picking bugs out of Rihanna's hair? <laughs> I'm sure that someone guy. is. That's an amazing I, yeah, that's, job. That that little guy with the mohawk. Yeah, that all, it's all marketing with her. She is not okay. No, I, but but. <laughs> I mean, you're very attractive, Max. Everywhere I want to have sex with Rihanna, and I, I don't know if I'd even want to have sex with myself. Well, I don't know what the hell not, this has to do with resistance. <laughs> no, All I know it is it, your time will come, Max Scoville. It, it, people, you generate a heat in the room. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> people gravitate to the guy like like you know he's intense he's something special i don't know it's just it's, it's 95 degrees fun. in new york right now and uh anything that generates heat i'm just gonna get the hell away from it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd think that but um wherever max um wherever max goes people people get weird hey i'm getting weird right now i'm an example of it what the fuck, Holmes? <laughs> it's, true, Max. it's like there was a car crash in your brain and the mangled victims fell out of your mouth. <laughs> it's that bad? Sorry, I'm trying to talk good. I'm podcast. Gotta talk I thought good. I was going to be in a state today because Samit Sakar is very right. It's fucking hot. Heat index really is hot. like 100 million outside. And yeah, my that. office has a really shitty air conditioning. It's like one little vent in the corner, one shitty little vent, and it's fucking hot in here. I'm in a mood and tired and grumpy and annoyed. And I thought I was I going to be the one talking shit, but apparently not. <laughs> wow. So, I also played uh, Bastion over the weekend. Oh, yeah, that game. <laughs> That, oh, wasn't that, was Max. that wasn't me. That wasn't me, by the way. People would download Max from me. That was Max. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, um, I downloaded the demo of that and played through the demo, which I guess took about half an hour, and then immediately added twenty dollars of Microsoft points to my account and bought it. I, I don't, I mean, I know, you know, Jim wasn't the biggest fan of the game, uh, but from what I played in the demo and and uh, what I'd seen before at, at like PAX East and stuff, I, I really was drawn in, especially by the music. The music in that game is just fantastic. and The music was I, really good. I agree. Yeah, Everything I, I, else was stupid. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't really, or I don't usually, I'm not usually into that kind of game, that, that sort of hack and slash or action RPG type game. Uh, the closest I can, I've played in terms of RPG kind of stuff is like Fallout, I guess. Um, mm. but yeah, old Fallout, you mean? No, no, like Fallout 3 and... Uh, oh, gonna, the newer I one. Gonna, right. I was going to get New Vegas, and then I decided not to because it was really buggy. And so I'm just going to wait for uh-huh. them to put out the Game of the Year edition when they'll fix stuff, presumably. Sure, but that makes sense. Did you, do um, you have a Super Nintendo, Summit? No, I've never owned a Super Nintendo. I had, I had a yeah. an NES, I had a Genesis, and then I have all three PlayStations. And now That's what I thought. Yeah. But, That's interesting uh, to me because Bastion is very much like... A new Super Nintendo game. Um, at least that's the, what it, they were going for, from what I've heard. But I can't feel anything much from it. It leaves me numb every time I take a look at it. Well, what do you mean, like, like what kind of new Super Nintendo game? Like a well, you know, it's um, uh, Secret of Mana, 
Chrono Trigger like sort of oh, setup and and look and well yeah that's what they were going for they wanted to bring that back that's right, what, but it's that's an actually it's not it's not turn based though oh uh, yeah Secret of Mana is um isn't turn based either oh, okay Zelda you know that sort of stuff yeah top down guy going on an adventure narrator you know stuff yeah I I don't know I really like the 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 variable. Uh, or the changes that you can do with the weapons, and and you can, you know, mix and match them to to sort of suit your playing style. Which I, I'm, I'm sure that's rudimentary, but again, I'm not very. I don't usually play these kinds of games. Boobamentary. <laughs> I didn't think sure. that was going to yes. happen. Sorry, I I was sitting here panicking because we were talking about video games. <laughs> I thought I'd better just interject and do that. So carry this is, carry on. That's what they get. This is what they get when they tell us we can't have fun. <laughs> shit. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. I, I was really enjoying. I, and you know, I, I saw I read Jim's review and, and he sort of likened the art style to uh, what like like browser based RPGs or, or something like that. Or, or was that right, Jim? Wacky? Did I? It, the the game looks and, and feels like something in a, like a browser based MMO, which right, isn't okay. inherently bad, but it's not. It doesn't blow me away. It's yeah, I don't know. I I really like the look of the game. I really like the, the sort of um, the the environments and and the only one the annoying thing is is that you know you can roll off the edges. But I really like the way that the floor you know comes up beneath you as you move in a particular direction. I not um, come up beneath you and <laughs> move in a direction, and you wouldn't like that. You'd be like, oh, Jim, you're hurting me again. Stop. It looks it looks like you took a fucking Farmville and put like an oil painting filter on it. <laughs> that's actually whoa, that's mean. That's, I don't know. I I think I've never, I've never, I'm not familiar with Farmville, so I don't know. Bad. Like I said, my problem with Bastion is like everything that turns it from a decent game to a great game in people's eyes just looks like smoke and mirrors to me. It's I, I, I said this on previous episodes. It's like a puppet show, except the puppet strings are on fire. Um, because I can't help but see right, everything right. about it that and like anything that makes it great in people's minds just looks to me like an illusion, like 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 just like glossy paint, which is chipped off in front of me, but everyone else can see it. It's like the Emperor's New Clothes. I can keep doing metaphors. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. You one about a cat. Do a cat it's, one. It's like a cat. <laughs> what? Everyone else likes it, but you're like, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, but, I, yeah. no, it's but it's just that's just sort of my experience with it. I, I've played maybe five or six levels so far, um, maybe a couple hours total. So I'm really liking that. And the other thing I, I played last week, the final thing, uh, went to Manhattan on Wednesday and or Tuesday, I think it was, and checked out uh, a, a near final version of Madden NFL 12. Which um, which is looking really good. Uh, the, the most impressive thing to to me was that they've finally got rid of this thing called uh, suction blocking. Which for people who don't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, ha, ha, ha. You know, all ha, of you guys. Submit, yes. submit, submit. Ha ha ha! Suction. <laughs> he really wanted you to hear that. Yeah. Yes. yes. Suction blocking is that like what Zangief? Uh, it's like when Zangief does the. Um, the spinning pile driver? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Street Fighter guy, so I couldn't tell you. But Come on, <laughs> just say yes. It's okay. I'll, I'll, ex- I'll explain the suction blocking as succinctly as I can, and then you tell me. 
Um, oh, so, okay. Is it like Cut. the blue werewolf in Commander Kane? <laughs> come on. Come on, poor Summit, come on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so suction blocking is basically where, you know, you'll have the players on the field, you know, you, you'll... They have to transition between animations, right? So if you've got... Um, you're running, you're running back, for example, and you're running through what you think is a hole in the offensive line. You know, you see a gap, and you're going to run through it. And the defensive, a defensive player, let's say he's blocking one of, or he's engaged with one of your offensive linemen. All of a sudden, as you are passing by him, he will switch from the blocking animation to the tackling animation spontaneously, and you'll kind of just see him slide on the grass. And uh, that's really annoying because you know, anytime that happens, you don't have control of what's happening on the field, right? So that's, it's really annoying as a, as a player who wants to always be in control of what's going on. Um, and so they really seem to have gotten rid of that as much as they can this year, or as, as much as they've been able to. It, they've done a really good job uh, of that. And also, it looks m- much better. It has to, it's had a lot of aliasing issues in the past. I mean, it looked good, but you know, you, you'd see a lot of jaggies, but they've, they've seemed to have ironed those out this year. Um, you know, they've also made a lot of improvements to franchise, but I didn't get to see that. They were just sort of showing off the main gameplay. Um, but yeah, that's coming out uh, in a few, a few weeks, August 30th. So, uh, you know, look for the review sometime in September, I guess. By you? Uh, probably, yeah. Madden, Madden. Awesome. Suction blocking? Madden, so Madden, the, Madden. the man just like, what? It gets, it, think, think about it this way. They get sucked into an animation. How? Who sucked it? I, mean, like, world or I don't get it. Roger Rabbit. Like, so Roger Rabbit got sucked, and then he tackled him. He and like they, but they got tackled. tackled him. Basically, what I got from this is Summit saw a linesman's hole and tried to tackle it, but then slid around in the gl- uh, grass. Right. And but then they stopped him from sucking. <laughs> All right. Penis, so like anal sex, from getting a blowjob. Gay sex in the grass. <laughs> is Madden twelve? It's it's so the the animation gets triggered, and they does it suck you into the tackle when the animation gets triggered? No, it's Where's it's just sort it's in? sort of like you know you, you have the two players that are not touching you like you're you there's a gap right you should be able to just run right, right past them uh-huh. um like in the real nfl one of the, the defender might be able to sort of get an arm on you but he's not going to spontaneously just exit the blocking animation the animation where he's engaged with the offensive lineman like he's wrestling with him and just sort of all of a sudden because you are running past him he just sort of disengages and then switches and I know what you mean. slides yeah. toward you and I, then I have a question. all of a sudden you're tackled I have a question. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Max. Is um is Madden a prequel to Rage? <laughs> <laughs> like the story of Madden? Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You engaged in the discussion of Madden twelve, Max. I talked about sports. Well done. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I enjoyed it. You are a well rounded yeah, individual now. It is, yeah. a, it, is a pre, it is a precursor to my rage right now. Oh, you're not feeling rageful, oh. are you, Smith? We're <laughs> no. treating you with more respect. Than Angry little man, man. I'm feeling pretty rageful. 
I'm actually, the sad thing is, is I'm treating Summit with a lot more respect than I used to as well. This is me yeah. as respectful as I've ever been, because I've grown up and matured since the last time, and now I'm a man of the world. I thought you were just too tired to come I'm up with... too fucking tired to come up with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how it, how it comes across. Yeah. Well, uh, to put a cap on it, that does sound a little bit like racist. <laughs> just, just because no, no. it's African American, put a cap in it. <laughs> racist, like a Scully cap. I get it. Yeah, um, yeah, it is kind of like when Zangief does the spinning pile driver. It sucks you in, but that's what people like about Zangief. He can suck you in from like three or four feet. Sucks, sucks and- in. And that he can wrestle bears. Yeah, yeah, they're hoping he's going to be in uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken because the bear is going to be in it, Kuma. Oh my god, that's right, I heard about that. I didn't give a fuck about that game, but the bear is in it. And the bear knows yeah. karate. I really hope the kangaroo's in it too. And the little dinosaur from Tekken 3 that's actually a comic book character, so he probably won't be in it. That'll be too bad. Sorry about that. What were you going to say, Max? I was going to talk about animals because I fucking love animals. They're great. But not owls. birds. What? Yeah. No, no, no. I like birds. I don't like owls. Owls are fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Let's let's was... not do this. The thing we did last time. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's we know oh shit! I can talk about rage. Speaking of rage. There you go. The video the game goes up. Yeah, I played it um, last week. What'd you think? Um, I actually am really impressed because I kind of went in thinking it was just going to be like a bad like Fallout Borderlands clone, but it's um like a really good. It's like an id game that's – I'd say it's like if you kind of – you took Borderlands or Fallout and took out the tedious RPG elements and then crossed it with Far Cry and then made it like an id game. So it's like gory and kind of scary and like has cool guns. Hmm. Um, I was kind of excited. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, the guns are fun. You shoot stuff. It's just like – I mean I grew up playing playing Doom and you know Wolfenstein and stuff like that and it's – it's very pretty, um, and I interviewed the uh, um, Todd something house and one, head. Sorry, one second. Did someone Hol- just, head? Did someone Holland's just go head. to the toilet? Yeah, and not mute it, so we had to hear it being it's all me. I didn't. filthy. It's me. That was it. Was you, Max? And you were talking at the same time too? Fucking hell! Wow. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> I have one room in my house, so. Anyway, yeah. Toilet. <laughs> Ow! Let's okay. have sex. No pig. Well, you couldn't mute it because you were. Yeah, that all makes sense. What just happened? My girlfriend what? just flushed the toilet. So. Oh, it was her who flushed it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I wasn't That's going to the fault, fucking then. bathroom. Like I. I thought you were. <laughs> you could have left so that you're illusion. You're in my but... voice. Fucking Christ. Yeah, anyway. I was really, I was really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't have a, my own computer, so God knows I don't have a room that I can record things in using a decent microphone. So fuck everything. Sorry. Anyway, Rage. Talk to Todd Holland's head, uh, president of ID Software, which is kind of cool. And I asked him, "What's the coolest weapon in the game?" And he kind of thought for a second, and I was like, "Cause come on, you guys like, you guys made the BFG nine thousand, like you guys made cool guns." And he goes, "I think the rocket launcher is really cool." And I, for a second, I was like. Uh, and he's like, you see, there's a little, a little screen on the side of it that gives you kind of a heads-up display, and if you let the gun idle for a while, it starts showing footage from Doom. Huh. What? <laughs> kind of awesome. That's great. 
That is pretty great. That's nice. That's pretty funny. I like yeah. it. Is there a lot of talking in it? I don't want any talking in my um, games like that. Don't yeah, talk. Yeah, there was a little yeah. more talk than I was hoping for, but it was like it wasn't dialogue tree stuff. It was just like you go up and you click on somebody and they're like Well, there's a bunch of mutants over by this farm, so you gotta <laughs> shoot them in the face for us. And you kinda start to walk away and I guess that's it. You go shoot s- stuff. Oh, there was um, there's right. a fall there's a fallout bobblehead you can pick up and it makes the uh Mission accomplished noise from Fallout or like the you know uh, quest complete yeah Ching. which was kind of a nice little Whoa. touch is like it's Bethesda like you know it's it's not like a Fallout ripoff it's yeah. a fucking yeah it's a game like I'm, I often I often play Fallout or I play Fallout trying to treat it like a shooter and you can't really do that because um, it's not supposed to be a shooter right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too many RPG. You know, there's there's too many modifiers and stats and things. And this is just a game where you shoot people in the face and helmets fly off. And how are the uh, how are the car bits or the 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 vehicle Mad Max bits? I don't know. They're all right. Um, I didn't really get uh, too far into the parts where you can actually shoot people while you're doing it. Um, I mean, they really pushed the whole like, uh, you know, you could trick out your car and put guns on it and stuff the driving driving mechanics are pretty fun you've got boost um it's i was playing on a pc so i imagine it's probably actually uh probably better with the controller but i play i prefer first person shooters on a fucking keyboard and it's an id game and i thought it was kind of like i felt kind of like depressed that everyone was playing on like 360s and ps3s and i'm like can i play on a keyboard and they're like oh oh sure i guess you know i don't know <laughs> I mean, if you buy a fucking Ferrari, you don't buy an automatic one, you know? You buy a fucking manual. And yeah. You, and you, yeah. That's my yeah. comparison. Which one is the manual? The, 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 fuck, the keyboard. Really? Right? I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier, no, no. I feel, <laughs> the, to the, play on a the, keyboard. Well, you're, It's more... It's like of the people, the keyboard. It's more precise to play with a mouse. First-person shooters started on, you know, they started on PCs, and PCs are, like, more complicated, and in a lot of ways they can be better, and it's, like, it's at a point where everyone kind of prefers to play on on consoles. Um, I don't know. I think I think a really good a really good comparison is, is, like, you know, manual transmission versus automatic transmission with cars. It's very difficult as a game reviewer who has a PC capable of running most modern games and the consoles because you don't know what system to get games on anymore. There are so many times where I have to pick between like a 360 version of the game and a PC version of the game and you don't know which is going to be the optimum one, which one most players are going to buy, which is considered the lead. Like I got Dungeon Siege uh, got Dungeon Siege 3 and I was like well that looks to me like a PC game Um Got given the 360 version, I was like, well, fuck, I can't do the review properly, and then I find out the PC version's fucked, and the controls are shit, and it's better <laughs> on console. And I, I'm, I'm due to receive Deus Ex Human Revolution sometime this or next week, and it's like, do I get it on PC or 360? I don't know. Three, six, uh, the PC is where Deus Ex started, and that's going to have all the flashy graphics, but are most people going to get it on the 360? It's a minefield, and it only really comes up if you give the game a negative review because then people are like, hey, you should have done it on the other console. Then you'd have given it a 10 out of 10. But it's always such a dodgy area now, the whole PC 360 thing, because it's, it's gotten kind of 
complicated. And I don't know whether it's just because I've started gaming more on PC, or whether it's become more popular for everyone to say it should be reviewed on PC, but it's it's definitely become a big concerning point now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like modern games, you know, like m- multi-platform releases from major publishers... For you know, mostly the console versions are the the main versions nowadays. I mean, and the PC in a lot of cases is an afterthought. And where it's an, in, and where it's not an afterthought, like with Battlefield Three, where it's the lead. Even then, you know, they're saying that uh, right now. I think recently they said that uh, pre-orders for Battlefield Three have outpaced Bad Company Two pre-orders tenfold. I, or do you think like m- most of those are on PC? I don't think so. I feel no, like exactly. You know, there's a mo- yeah. I mean, you know, even though the PC is a lead platform and it's going to be the best version of the game, I think, you know, people, even for a game like Battlefield, they there's just more people who want to play on their consoles on a 50 inch TV instead of maybe a 23 inch yeah. monitor. It's, you know, it's difficult. I mean, the the thing is, is do you review the the version like the optimum version of the game or the version of the game with the optimum audience? It's right. it's. I mean, I don't think there's any really right or wrong way, but. I try and just review games as they come, you know. Like I reviewed uh, Black Ops on PC because that's the only version I had available, and of course everyone was like, "You should have done the 360 version," but fuck you. So yeah, right, like in in that case, that's like a again, it's it's sort of a de facto. The Call of Duty games are sort of de facto 360 exclusives. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, there's a PC version, yeah, there's a PS3 version, but the vast majority of the audience is playing that game on 360. Exactly. So it's like maybe that's what you do. Like even if Battlefield Three is considered a de facto PC game predominantly, is that what most people are going to be experiencing? Probably not. Go for the three sixty one. So that's sure. It's it's an interesting topic. I think there's de- some debate to it, but I don't know. Who knows? But I've been playing Deus Ex, the first one, in preparation for Human Revolution. Um, oh yeah, what do you think? I would it's recommend stealthy, right? Well, I, I <laughs> stealth. <laughs> um, I didn't bother with that. Maxed out my guns, thanks, and went in shooting him in the face. Uh, I would recommend to anyone who's ready to bitch that Human Revolution is uh, not like the first game, therefore it's shit. Because I know there are going to be some people that are like that. I would heavily recommend you replay Deus Ex uh, the day before Human Revolution arrives, just to remind you how that game has aged. Because it's not that pretty. Uh, It is still a very ambitious game, still a game that deserves a lot of respect, but it has fucking aged. Like, it is not the zenith, and I think it's not that hard to improve upon what it did these days. It's just, it is a very loose and, and, and clunky game. And I am very much looking forward to Human Revolution. I'm glad I, I went through Deus Ex again just to sort of to prep myself and get myself in that mindset because it is, you know, Human Revolution, if it's going to take a lot from Deus Ex, is going to be a very different kind of shooter. But, yeah, I mean, Deus Ex is, is fun enough. It's it's interesting, and I really like the, the, the way that the story is structured and, and, and paced, but as an actual... When it comes to combat and, and, and all the stealth and stuff, it is it hasn't aged well, so I would recommend people be careful before holding it up as this godlike entity that human revolution can never hope to touch. Although that said, mm. to be fair, a lot of people I think most people are really excited for it and I am very much among them. Just seeing the just seeing how well crafted the trailers are and, and, and 
the promise of the story is, is, is really tempting. So, fingers crossed, good game. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Better than Epic Mickey, probably. Better than probably. Epic Mickey, probably, yeah. <laughs> that, that'd that be a good review, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Probably better than Epic Mickey. I, I wonder... I wonder if uh, once that game comes out, if 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 people are going to stop spelling it Dues X Human Revolution because I was at a games or like a, a neighborhood games shop recently and that's what I saw, and I was going to say something to them because it was listed on their whiteboard about coming releases and I was like I was going to say that hey your thing says Dues but I I decided against it. Yeah. Spell D. I've been calling it um no no Dues as in D U E S it's you know like a a typo. Instead of D-E-U-S. Like Hot Shots part, do you? Well, it's spelled D-E-U-S-X. Oh. Right? Deus. But I, people I spell it dues as in, like, paying your dues. So they because flip the U and the E is what yes, they do? Because they're stupid. Oh. 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 Or because they made a typo. <laughs> or both. <laughs> I like how you backed off. You, you felt I've the been calling first. it uh, gayest yeah. sex. Like the gayest, gayest sex. Also that or, or douche sex, whichever, depending on how stupid I'm feeling douche that sex? day. No, dude, yeah. douche sex. D- douche, douche sex. sex. Like, do it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's, a, it's a very interesting podcast. That's right, folks. Well, no, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> no, it's good. We're just it's very the worst episode of- ever. I wouldn't say that. Max is this annoyed is our- because we have to be on good behavior because we overindulged last week. And Can we just have an overindulgent podcast, Jim? Can we just... What do you mean, like, our- like every week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do a podcast. Can I just Skype you and just be like, can we just talk about weird shit together? Or would that be weird? Like gay sex? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be productive. If you don't record it, then it's not work. And then for Jim... And then Jim's I I can't write it off yeah. on my taxes. Yeah, he's working 100% oh. of the time, from what I know. Oh. Okay. Because that's what I do when I want to play video games. It's like, I have to work, and then I sit down and play Saints Row for nine hours. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to be reviewing this game. <laughs> You're gonna See, be I have your, the opposite uh... problem. I'll sit down and I'll be like, I have to play games. And then five hours later, I'm still writing bullshit. And it's like, I just, I, I want to play video games, but I ain't gonna talk about my 50th 3DS price cut story. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I've listened to a, a few of, of the episodes that I, I wasn't on. I mean, the, those mystery you did, episodes. really? A, just a few. And I, I, you know, I always thought, I was like, thought to myself, like, why, why doesn't Tara say more? And then I, you know, being on the show, I realized she just must be appalled into silence. <laughs> I don't I'm think just so. As innocent as my silence would portray. Hmm. This is true. Is that right? I, yeah, I well, that agree. just makes it sound like you've got it on mute and you're dildoing while we talk. That was possibility. That was that was really yeah. That was really crude. I apologize. <laughs> that's, all, that's all right. Dildoing yeah. isn't the worst word. Probably what you're doing though. <laughs> Tara, yeah, um, speaking of which, Tara Long, you yeah. have not said much, um, even though we are talking about video games this week. and everyone. I can tell you what I did this weekend. Please. 
I reinstalled World of Warcraft. Uh, oh, no. that's a big. Oh, so that's step. why you have been talking. You've just been playing World of Warcraft the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I people... actually half considered having it on in the background, but I decided against it as that would be unprofessional, and I am highly professional. And I've only gone to the bathroom once during this podcast. And no, that was not me earlier. That was Max's role. Yeah, you you keep it quiet. So I've been hearing a lot of people who took a break from World of Warcraft and they're in their mid-twenties or so are feeling this need to get back into it. That's something that I've heard from from a lot of people over the past few months. Well, I only did it it because of the whole, you know, you can play free up until level 20 now. Although they don't tell you that there's a lot of restrictions. Like, you can't mail anything in the game. You can't even join a party with other people. It's weird. So... So, um, I ended up just reinstating my account fully, so I could... And paying and stuff? Well, yeah. Uh, Julio's paying for it, but... But, yeah, that's... Well, well, in that case, yeah. (laughs) Get me an account, too. That's fine. Yeah, can Julio get us all accounts or not? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And when's BlitzCon? That's coming up, isn't it? We don't know anybody else who's playing right now, even. All my friends who used to be really into it aren't playing anymore. And the thing is, I never got truly addicted to it anyway, the way that my friends did. Um, the highest I ever got was level 43, so it'd be cool if I got up to level 60 now, but I'm, it's not like a race or anything for me. I'm just kind of doing it in my spare time. Although I did play kind of a disgusting amount this weekend. But I'm level 16 now, so be it for that. My yeah, st- sounds fun. My stepson plays that game sometimes, Rowdy's. Other, you know, around his proper dad's house, um, and he calls it World of Wolfcraft, which I think would be a far better game. <laughs> you know what? It's like I haven't gotten on it in probably a good five years or so, and they've made so many improvements to it. Just it's it's a lot more dumbed down now. It's really huh. much easier to get into, even if you've never played before. I assume. But yeah. it's you know it starts you off with the kind of tutorial type thing and it's just so easy now. But it also satisfies all of the good RPG criteria. So if you just kind of want something to kill a bunch of guys or maybe dungeon crawl or something, it, it totally you know scratches that itch. Which is what I've been looking for anyway. Now that Julio finished Torchlight and I don't know when the fuck Torchlight Two is coming out. I thought Not it was supposed to be July, soon, wasn't it? It was supposed to be July, wow. and then, uh, but they never—I mean, they never apparently committed to. They—they they just sort of said maybe July, hopefully, and then, you know. Yeah, that it, was the it, last I heard, yeah. but I haven't even heard them yeah. say anything about it getting pushed back or anything. Yeah. Maybe well, they just—I I think that the, their sort of defense is like, well, we never officially gave a date or a window. We just sort of said we hope to have it. We want to have it out by then, but. Now that 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 way, if they don't make that date, you know they weren't uh, they weren't reneging on anything. But mm-hmm. right, and they're a pretty small team, aren't they? Torchlight guys. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so the, it's very hard for these smaller teams to really know when they're going to be able to finish stuff. There's so much uh, in their way. At least that's what they tell me. Um, so you never know what to expect, unfortunately. So, yeah, that was. Office. <laughs> That's, uh, what's the so we talked about the stuff? Yeah, right. Yeah, we talked about the stuff. Some so video. it's time to get on fucking topic and talk about Willem Dafoe for a bit. 
Oh, oh man, I have to go soon. You guys, now you start doing the fun shit. <laughs> I've got a quick. I've got a quick pitch this week. It's it's a good one, I think. It's called Suburban Centaur, and Willem Dafoe and Vince Vaughn star as two young centaurs who have to travel to New York at the behest of the centaur king to find girlfriends. <laughs> like coming to America, kind of? Hey, Jim. <laughs> yes. Hilarity ensues when the centaur king, played by Danny DeVito, says, <laughs> You gotta go to New York and get girlfriends while I'm joking off. And imagine the fun when traffic jams, which always hilariously happen in New York City, are held up by two centaurs. And a, ta- a, a taxi driver leans out the window and says, Get out of the way, you hoist's ass! And then Willem Dafoe says, I have a hoist's ass because I'm a centaur! Alright, well, hold on. I, I, have, I have one tweak to, to this, one, oh, this wonderful please, idea. This is a, this is a what? Place. Yeah, you're proofreading his idea. No, no, no. Just, uh, just a tweak. So, what? How about you say that they're not going to New York to get girlfriends. They have to go to New York to impregnate people and make centaur babies because the centaurs are dying out. Ugh. That's way more exciting. Mm. That's disgusting. This That's is a family. Film. <laughs> oh, I mean, so obviously they're trying to they don't have to girlfriend and populate, but this is supposed to be like the next Anchorman, and you've turned it into some. <laughs> dirt- Anchorman was rated R. You've turned it into the, yeah, but it was fun. You've turned it. Ah. Uh. Hey Jim, yeah. I got a problem with this. Um, it's called Suburban Centaur, but they're going to New York City. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like Babe Pig in the I City, Max. Come on. Are they the from the suburbs or are they just? No, they go. They go to the New York suburbs. Wait, what? No, they go, but they go to so New York they City go to or the, the suburbs. Yeah, the New York, the New York suburbs. suburbs. The suburbs. I, I live of in the suburbs. Right. Yeah. Brooklyn. They. You have to go with this, otherwise it's not gonna work. <laughs> Jim, it's Jim, it's never gonna work. I don't. No. I don't. I think suburban. It's really good. Right. You know New York, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I Max, Max, you know you know New York, yeah? yeah. Yeah. You've seen it in pictures and in Gremlins Two: The New Batch, yeah. I was there like three months ago. Right. Okay. You were, you were here. The the suburban <laughs> bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> suburban center. That's where they go. Yeah, they go to. It's like Troll Two is about goblins. It, it's suburban centaur in New York City. Makes sense. It's good. What if we did suburban centaur one? That was a completely different thing, and then suburban centaur two. They went to New York and got girls pregnant. What if we did fuck you? you? What if we did fuck <laughs> you? Hey, I had an idea. You did. I what had is an idea. It? Okay, it's called. Yeah. It's called um. It's called Megabyte: Revenge of Cybershark. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. This is going to be yeah. one of those ideas where you didn't think much past the title. No, no, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Listen, listen. So yep. it's about a fucking this kid. He tries to make a, a case mod for his PC that looks like a shark, and it's so high tech that it comes to life and fucking <laughs> kills everyone. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I didn't think that. How big is it? How that. big is the case mod? Is it's it like, like... some dog? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have legs? No, no, it... it's no. It has I fins. Don't... 
But, sure. but you realize if it came to life, it would just die immediately because there's no water. But it's around. a robot shark. Oh, okay. Oh, you, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. So it doesn't need water. Shark. He didn't put like a real computer <laughs> inside a shark. That would be stupid. <laughs> God. Oh, he made a robot shark. Well, they make a lot of movies where a hand will crawl on the ground and then somehow leap into the air and strangle someone. And the person can't fight off the the lone hand. The they make a lot of movies like that. Sure. Yeah. So it, yeah, if they can do that, they can do a uh, killer computer shark movie. Sure, right. I'm in. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me that up, actually, Max, please. The leaping hand thing makes perfect sense, Holmes. Check it out. I want you to find out how much your hand weighs just by okay. itself, and then get I'll something. Find that out. Get something that weighs that much, and then flick it and see how far it goes. And then imagine that all the fingers are flicking it at once. Okay, but couldn't if a if a hand just a hand, just the strength of a hand were choking you, couldn't you use your not one, but two hands to just kind of get the hand off off of you? It's cool. Let's talk about something else. I like um, I like that the 3ds price dropped. How about you guys? Do you? Do, like do, you? do you like? Yeah, that? yeah, I like it a lot. Make it one now. Make it one now. You guys are insane. I, said, I might get one now. You might get one now. They're, yeah. they're kind of cool. Yeah, I like them. I like 3ds. It's a good I, one. I want to. I want to hear from Jim on this first. Uh, yeah, Jim. What do you think? I Jim, pitched, you like you there? I pitched Suburban Centaur to my wife three nights ago, and she didn't point that out. <laughs> what a fucking killer! What the suburb thing? <laughs> fucking hell! No, it's good. It's like Troll Two. Troll Two's good. Hey. Shut up! <laughs> Nobody can talk to me. Hey, I got an idea for a movie. It's okay. Sherlock Holmes starring Jonathan Holmes. And, oh no! But instead of but it's but you play Watson and Jim <laughs> is Sherlock. Oh my god! And so Jim is just doing all this fucking opium and cocaine and just sitting there in his like messy ass study. Two twenty one B Baker Street. Exactly, and he's just like fucking. Oh, this air, this office isn't air conditioned. This is terrible. <laughs> and then, and then you come over and you're like, "Oh, hey, hey, Jim, what are you? Uh, what's going on? Sorry, I'm late. You know." And then, I don't know. I gotta go, guys. I gotta go to a, an appointment. <laughs> on that I note. have to. I have to leave. I, that was too much. Before, I'm, I'm, before I'm you go, gone. real quick, we got two minutes. Okay. One minute. What do you think of the 3DS price drop? We need the Mexico Villa Pillion on this because you're hotter than Rihanna. What do you think? Make your fans happy. Tell us what um, you think. I, I kind of, I kind of don't really care that much. I mean, I <laughs> sort of want that's, one, but like at the same time, I, I'd rather, I'd rather get a PS Vita and see how easy I could hack it to play Super Nintendo ROMs. Mm. Yeah, I wonder so if they're, they're going to be able to hack the Vita easily. I, I think they're going to make it much harder this time. The Vita. Oh really? Well. Oh, God knows no one ever hacks Sony's anythings. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll, t- I'll yeah. talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. And then there were four. Okay, well, most of our listeners have switched off now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, God. But, but yes, this 3DS thing. This uh-huh. is... I mean... Is this not, like, the biggest slap in the face? This is like Reggie whipping out his <laughs> cock and slapping all of Nintendo fans Whoa. across the face. You think so? 
That's amazing. That's so interesting that you think that. To, well, to is me, it, I mean, it's, it's, I love how Jonathan Holmes is too nice uh, to like do what I would do and call you a fucking idiot. Not that I think you are in this one, but like if I disagreed with you, I'd call you a fucking idiot. Whereas Jonathan Holmes is worse in a way because he'll say, "What? That's so interesting that you think that. What it is you weird, so anomalous little spunk ball?" That's basically <laughs> what he's saying. No, I'm fascinated okay, no. with the differences. Okay, ho- hold on. Like when yeah. when the um, what was it? When the, the iPhone came out and it was what five five or six hundred dollars, and then like. I think seven weeks later or something, they dropped the price by a hundred or two hundred dollars, and people and all the people who bought it, like they stood outside an Apple store on day one and bought it, were like super pissed off. And I had a friend of mine who he had bought his, and it was like three days past the seventh, the fourteen day return period, and he went back to the Apple store and like demanded his, you know, two hundred dollar refund, and like they gave it to him eventually. But I mean, this is insane. This is. But like, nobody forced them to buy it on launch day. You know what I mean? No, of course, of course. But, I mean, but this is the thing. I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a slap in the face. I was actually pretty pissed off when I first heard it for like ten minutes, and then I found it hilarious and got over it. Right. But no, nobody's forcing them to buy it. But at the same token, nobody will force them next time once they've lost a load of trust and people feel really burned by it. Um, that's, I think that's the big problem there is, you know, it's, it's, it's just fucking sensible to not make your consumers mistrust you. Huh. I don't feel any mistrust. No, but the the thing is like, look, I, I didn't buy 3DS. I don't have any interest at 250 or what is it? 170 now? Is that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Or wait, no, it was an eighty dollars price cut, right? So it's yeah, yeah it's okay, one seventy. It's one seventy. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't have interest at one seventy either, but that's that's for different reasons. But the thing to me about that that's like crazy about this is that you know you have all your fans that you you know you got them to buy it in the past. What is this August? And it launched at the end of February. Was that right? Or end of March? Uh, end of, oh, end of March. March. Yeah. End of March. Like right. Mid March. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's been a few months that this thing's been out with very little software that's worth buying. I mean, that, that's sort of – that's not like, an, like necessarily even my opinion. That's just like pretty much general consensus is that, is that there's very little software that's worth buying for this thing. And you have the thing launching with I – mean, it had a half-assed launch not just with the software lineup but with the functionality of the device itself. You know, it didn't have mm-hmm. the eShop at launch, which is absolutely ridiculous as yep. far as I'm concerned. Yep. And you ha- so you have Nintendo just sort of shitting this device out just because they need to get it out before the end of their fiscal year to make their shareholders happy. Yeah, can I just interject? That's the funniest part of this whole <laughs> thing. Um, because I consider the, the price cut basically the punchline of a really funny two-month-long joke. But yeah. the funniest part is that bit where they released it two months early to keep the shareholders happy, and now the shareholders have lost a fuck ton of money because they launched it two months early to keep the shareholders happy. Good night. I'm Reggie Fees and me. Try the fucking veal. <laughs> it's my foot. The veal is my foot because I'm made of meat. That is the joke of this particular scene. Yeah, and, and you know. And, but but yeah. the, oh, like yeah. the, sorry I I'll be finished soon. Go ahead. The, the, Go ahead. the real Go ahead. thing is that 
you know, and Nintendo knows this. They clearly know they fucked up because they're offering 20 free virtual console games to their to people who have bought the 3DS. And also, uh, Satoru Iwata posted a lengthy apology today on the Nintendo website, apologizing to all the 3DS ambassadors. Uh, right. So they know. They know this is not the dumb thing. Um, they know they fucked up. Yes. They know that they they put this device out with not a great software lineup, with you know uh, functionality that that should have been there that wasn't. That you know they they'd been promising all along, and then they were like, oh yeah, this is going to come two months after launch, and then even the day it was supposed it was supposed to be there before E3, and it wasn't. It came out like yeah. during E3. And then of course that's right. At E3, Sony was like, PS Vita, two touchscreens, two analog sticks, we can do almost PS3 graphics, um, and we've got all the internet, and all of this shit's going to be available at launch. $250, suck my dick. Right. And, and, that, and that was a problem for them. Right. Well, yeah, I, and obviously this is it's also intended to, to combat that. I, I still, you know, I, I was very surprised at, at the price of the Vita. I still don't think that that or the DS is viable. Maybe at one uh, at 180 or 170, I don't know about 250. I just, my main reason for not wanting either of these devices, even though I've seen some cool, I, I got hands-on with the Vita uh, a few weeks ago at a Sony thing in Manhattan, and uh, there's some impressive stuff coming out for it. I just, I, I, I don't think that there's necessarily a market for these, for the games, because they're, they're going to be 30 to $40 for games on a handheld, a dedicated gaming handheld, and you got people who are, like, I have an Android phone, and I don't really use it for a lot of gaming, but anything I buy on there is going to be under $5, basically. I mean, and that is their biggest yeah. problem, and I think I think the only way to combat is combat that is to not necessarily do away with the $30, $40 games, because some of those games are worth that money to me. Sure. You know, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll pay $40 for a, a first-person shooter, like a Killzone FPS, that I can take on a plane. Um, that's worth 40 bucks to me. Not to everyone, but to me. But, right. but they need to marry that business model to the App Store model and have a proper, a proper fucking digital store for 99 to $5 games. Yeah. Not these half measures that we had with PSP Minis or the eShop now. It's like they can't keep doing this. They yeah. can't keep trying to make the world of mobile gaming bend to them. They need to bend to the world of mobile gaming. There's... No way around that, and this is a, a, a problem with corporations for many, many years and, and in many, many different avenues, is that they cannot concede. They're too arrogant to concede that the world has changed, uh, especially thanks to the internet and new technology and new customers, and they want to make all of that. They want to make social change, technological advancements, a new breed of consumer all change the way they work for them. And that's not how it works. You're the, the minority here. You're going to have to bend yourself to work with this. And Sony and Nintendo so far haven't got that like into their skulls. I hope Sony have, you know, they learned from what a fuck up the PSP Go was, I hope, and, and do something with the Vita, but only time's going to tell on that front. But you, like, you yeah. think so, but I, I feel like they've, I feel like, you know, you're talking about the audience having to, you know, change for these for Nintendo, for the software or the hardware companies Nintendo and Sony. I feel like the audience has already shown that they've moved on. That they've moved on from the old business model. No, that's what of, I said. Yeah, I, you know? I, I said Sony and Nintendo have to change for the consumers, yeah. not not the other way around. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree with you. It's Nintendo came up with the 3DS which had this, you know, it's it's old blood. That's what the 3DS is. It's old blood and 
they made no concession, and it seems to be not working out so well for them. And people keep saying, oh, well, the, the, the first DS didn't do too well um, when it launched. It's like, yeah, that launched about, what was it, five years ago now? Um, before the iPhone, uh, 2004, I think the DS came out. 2004. Yeah. You know, this is so. pre-iPhone. This is pre-Androids. This is yeah. this. It was a very different world back then, and it's in, it's beyond inane and myopic to think that the 3DS is going to repeat history so easily. It, it there's too much competition. The world has changed too much, and Nintendo, if they do not change, they will be fucked. It's very well for Iwata to stand on a stage at a uh, at GDC and criticise mobile developers and say we have no interest in engaging with them on that level. You keep doing that. Uh, you know, there are many species throughout history that had no interest in changing with the climate, and they're dead now. So, there you go. And I'm not saying Nintendo's going to die anytime soon, but unless they change the way they operate, they are going to become extinct. And it might take a very long time, but they can't do... It's not sustainable. You can't dig your fucking heels in the ground and refuse to move. I think they're already moving. I think, uh... I mean, they put that Pokemon app out. After they said, we we don't want the app model, we don't want to do... Nintendo is saved! Ladies and gentlemen... (laughs) Nintendo is saved. It put a shitty little Pokemon app on the app store. <laughs> they made a lot of money from it. So they're testing the waters, and they're going to move in that direction. The waters are already tested. That's my problem with Nintendo. The waters are tested. The, the waters are tested, and it's lovely. And people are swimming around with nothing on and making love in the summer sun watching Piranha 3D. And <laughs> I don't know... That metaphor went on. Yeah. Peeing in the ocean. It went just right. Exactly. It was a lovely yeah. time for all concerned, and Nintendo's only now testing the waters. Just like they were only now testing the waters with online gaming with the Wii, and they're only now testing the waters with HD gaming with the Wii U. It's You can't keep doing that. You really can't. Loyalty from the Nintendo fanboys, fan base is only going to get you so far. There are a lot of people in the 80s who were still very loyal to Cole. Yeah, look, and, and uh, you know all those all those millions of people to whom Nintendo sold Wii's, they're not. You think they have loyalty to the the Wii as a brand? You think they're going to pick up Wii U's when that thing comes out because they already bought a Wii and I have this old thing and I have this attachment to to throwing a frisbee with my Wiimote? I don't think so. But but Jonathan, Jim, and I have blathered, blathered on for a while. What's what's your take on the price cut? Because you probably have a different opinion. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I want to make sure Tara gets in there. Yeah. Tara. I mean, it's hard not to view it in terms of how beneficial it is to just me, which is obviously very since I kind of plan on buying one now within the next three months or so. Yeah, that sounds right. But Do it like, now. In three months, they'll drop the price again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about it on our show a little bit, and... I just, I, you know, I, I kind of made that argument that I made before that nobody forced people to pay $250 for it when it first came out. You know, I think that was a somewhat reasonable or at least expected price at the time. And especially now with the Vita coming out, you know, I can, I can totally see why Nintendo did this to just get an edge up on them. Because this is probably going to end up swaying a lot of people over. I mean, people oh, okay. at least planned not to get the Vita at launch. 
Right, but but okay, but if you say you're going to buy a, th- a 3DS, you know, with sometime in the next three months, like tell me, name five games. I think you're that you're going to buy. Do you, like, do can you name five? You sounded. That's cool the thing. Now. Most of them would probably be virtual console titles, which is like whatever, you know. I I have the current selection does kind of suck. I would probably buy. <laughs> I would honestly buy it mostly to play old DS games. That's the thing. I wouldn't buy it sure. for the DS capabilities. Okay. I'd buy it because I kind of want. I was going to buy a DS before they dropped the price, and now it's pointless because yeah. the 3DS costs the same as a DSi XL. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's fair. Like I, I, I will fully admit that. Like I bought a PS3 at launch when it had basically nothing. I just bought Resistance because my. PS2 seemed like it was on the way out, and I was like, well, this 60 gig will play my old PS2 games, so I'll have something to occupy me until there are more PS3 games that I'm interested in buying. So that's, you know, that's totally fair. I was just, I was curious, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would buy the Pilot Wings probably, definitely Bit Trip. Um, Oh, yeah, that's coming out. Maybe maybe in one or two of the Lego titles, I, I like those. Um, maybe Nintendogs, but... I like Nintendo. You rub them. That and uh, oh, Rayman. Rayman. Oh yeah, Rayman's pretty good. Rayman Two port. Uh, the, yeah, and I think it's coming a out with Origins port. for. for yeah, the yeah, that's on the 3DS. Sonic Generations is on the 3DS. It's unique the, to the 3DS. The library, it's slowly getting better. If you it's like fighting games, it's actually really good. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. If you like fighting games, it's actually like great. Um, I haven't been disappointed at all with the 3DS lineup, but yeah, that's because I like Street Fighter. Games. Yeah, yeah. For you, eh, I would mm. hold off a little bit. I don't know. But... I just... I can't oh. help but feel that it's not worth getting too invested in a 3DS anymore. I've got the feeling that oh. this, this price drop is indication yeah. that Nintendo is ready to abandon this one pretty quickly. I have a feeling really? it's going to be like the PSP Go. And I might be wrong. I'm certainly not going to say this is definitely going to happen. But I've yeah. got this, I don't know, just this, I don't want to call it worry. it'll be like worry. the Game Boy Micro or something? Maybe. Like, I, I don't want to say worry because that would imply I still care a lot because I've given up. Like, my 3DS has just sat on my charge dock for like two weeks. Um, oh. But I've got this feeling that this price drop shows that they have had to resort to very drastic measures in order to make this thing viable. Yeah. The fucking eShop just seems to be going nowhere already. Um, they, this is two weeks in a row they haven't given us anything, like any portable virtual console games. And it's like, I've got this feeling they're going to give up, and we'll see a 3DS Lite pretty quickly. Like, quicker than you'd expect. Um, even mm-hmm. by Nintendo standards. And that's going to have, like, a better eShop and... and more features on it and everything that was left off this one. This one lo- just looks like a failed experiment now. I, I you know, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know that this is a. It's certainly like as you're saying, it's a it's a drastic measure. It's a sudden measure. I don't. It doesn't seem to me like a, a cut and run decision so much as a holy shit. We are not selling nearly enough of these things. Well, I think point. I wouldn't say it's. It in itself represents a cut and run decision. I think it definitely represents a. If that if the price drop isn't enough to get them some pretty quick returns, pretty you know, like high returns at a quick rate, 
it yeah. may be the precursor to a cut and run decision, and they might be like, "Fuck it." Because I, I think I, it I all see- depends. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they're they're committed. I mean, they're they're committed to this device because it, it you know it is the next platform. It's not just the successor, it, or it's not just another evolution of the, of the DS. This is the next handheld platform for them. So they're you know they have to be in this for the long haul. Which this is which is why I'm worried about the business model in terms of the software. You know, you guys were saying uh, that you know oh maybe in a few months there'll be some more games out that I'm interested in, or that you know there'll be some better games out. I'm I'm just fundamentally concerned about the idea of paying 30 to 40 dollars for a handheld game and or, or specifically how sustainable that is for the next three to five years which is presumably how long a you know 3ds as a platform the 3ds as a platform will be around or as how long nintendo wants it to be around mm, but you know that's yeah. that's what i feel but jonathan you now your take i'm curious okay my my take where do i even start uh, I was not upset with the price drop, just like if I bought a house that I was very pleased with for $200,000 and then the market shifted six months later and then it was only worth um, you know, $100,000, I wouldn't be mad that my house, it, it sucks a little bit. But then, if the guy who sold me the house was like, oh, and take all this, you know, take $100,000 worth of free stuff, I'd be psyched. There's no Hang way on, I'd be I, angry about that. I want to just call that bit into question. This, oh, come I'm on. sorry. This... I've been listening to you talk for so long. Just let me talk a little bit longer. <laughs> well, don't let me forget then. Okay. You sure? Yeah, go on. Oh, you're so nice, Jim Sterling. Uh, People don't tell you how nice you are enough. Uh, Very nice man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I was not upset that the, the DS got devalued because I felt like I got my money's worth, and then I was shocked that they were going to give me all that free stuff that I personally would have bought if you're the kind of person who never wanted to buy nes games or game boy advance games on your 3ds i could see why you'd be disappointed with that offer but i was going to buy all those games so now that i'm getting them for free i'm saving money so that made me happy i was happy that other people were going to buy a 3ds hopefully now so i can uh play games with them spot pass and stuff like that because there's a lot of local functionality for the 3ds that just doesn't do you any good if no one owns one and what else did we talk about? Oh, yeah, if it bombs. If it really bombs. I don't think it will. I think they did this price drop because third parties were starting to back out in droves because the install base wasn't there for them. And Nintendo has this really long history of not getting along with third parties, as you guys know, because third parties don't want to support the thing because uh, they, they don't want to support Nintendo consoles because... Uh, people don't buy them, and then if they actually do buy them, it's only to buy Nintendo games, and then only Nintendo games sell on them. So third parties never have a, a stake in that. So Nintendo kind of backed off and gave them space to uh, to make games for the console, and then they didn't uh, because the install base wasn't there, so now they dropped the price. That's that's what I've heard was a big part of the thinking behind that. Not that they're thinking the system is doomed, or even that it's sold like so poorly that they were worried they weren't going to make any money. They were worried they weren't going to get any support for the console and hopefully they will now but if it still doesn't sell then yeah maybe they will back out and just do a nintendo phone and call the 3ds a, a disaster and never talk about it again like they did with the virtual oh, boy i would love to see a nintendo phone i bet it would be operated by you having to put coins in it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you know i do think that if Iwata, um, if his reign as president of Nintendo continues down the, the 
path that this year has been, which has not been good for Nintendo for both the Wii and the 3DS, has been pretty rough. If his rule as the leader of the company continues to go on this track, they'll just oust him and get someone who's younger and, and smarter when it comes to what people want. Um, the hardcore consumer and the phone consumer wants, they'll, uh, they'll get someone like that. Because he's just an old video game maker. He helped make Kirby. You know, like 20 years ago. He's just a dude. He programmed uh, Mother, you know, uh, the prequel to Earthbound. He was just a programmer on that, hanging out, writing some code, you know? Did he not just take a, a 50% price, a pay cut? That I, I saw that. Yeah, he did. He did. A lot of people did at the company, but he took 50%. So he's invested in that, uh, but it may come to them just getting rid of him and taking him more... Uh, you know, modern approach. Nintendo, they want to be the people who innovate. They don't like following other people because they they feel like what the point of being a company is to do something other people aren't doing. If you're just following the herd, then, you know, why People exist? aren't dropping uh, prices less than six months after the launch of a console, so they are <laughs> on track with that. They're innovating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, they kind of spoiled me. When I buy a Wii U at launch... If it doesn't do well, I'm going to expect like 20 free games at least when that price drops too. So they've set up an expectation for me to to yeah. get rewarded for being an early adopter. Which um, I will say, make. I will say one thing about those free games though. Don't yeah. tell me that we're getting over a hundred dollars worth of stuff because that's that's the value Nintendo put on it. Those mm. ten NES games together aren't even worth. Ten dollars to me. I'll I won't give you a cent more than a dollar over the Legend of Zelda for the NES. Wow! And I will do it begrudgingly. Like I'll press the coins really hard <laughs> into your hand and say, "There's your blood money, usurer." I no, I'm sorry. Like NES games, no. The best games on NES have a dollar value to me. Don't you fucking dare tell me that I'm getting over a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Well there'll be at least fifty they'll at least, I think there'll be at least five dollars when they go on sale. So technically No again that's that's Nintendo's price. I would never, sir, I would never degrade myself <laughs> by buying an NES game for five dollars. I would I, I do yeah, not so have that lack of respect for myself. I do not hate myself so much. <laughs> I am not, sir, the kind of spineless, it's a wonderful life cunt who, sir, I, sir, I have never contemplated suicide. So I, I have never, sir, I, please, sir, I have never been at such a low point in my life, sir, where I would consider buying The Legend of Zelda for a Nintendo Entertainment System home console for five dollars, sir. Well, yeah, I, that speaks to what you think the games are worth, I guess. You wouldn't enjoy it that much. America, <laughs> do not do, do not swallow the lies of the bourgeoisie, <laughs> proletariat, and other big words. Do, debt ceiling. <laughs> GOP. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all yeah. Uh, it's all what they're worth to you, I guess. I mean, ice climbers probably isn't worth fucking ice climbers. Ice climbers have to much. pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a little bit. I would pay a dollar. It for takes ice time to download ice climbers. I've got one life. Downloading that is technically taking some of my life away, sir. That's murder. <laughs> Nintendo are conspiring to kill me by robbing me <laughs> of five minutes of my precious one life. And I'm going to be, look at me, I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 40. I'm going to make time, not waste it. I, I can't agree more. That's like that Justin Timberlake movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Mitch just sent us a message saying um, we need to move on because <laughs> we're, we're, almost, talk about we're almost at 1.5 hours. Bless him. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, things... things Ma- man, vast- Max, Max got going when the going was good. Things have vastly changed since uh, Anthony was in charge, Submit. I, I think you'll find that I'm a very, very different prospect than her, Birch. <laughs> Hopefully we can get him to show up and say hi sometime. That'd nah. be fun. He's so busy... No, so busy. no, he's gone. <laughs> no, just to say hi. He's gone, and I'm the funny one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show so, uh, son. Okay. No. EA, EA Sports. Now this is. Yeah. This what? Are, what bit, are they? Yeah. Bear with me. This is a sports topic, but considering when I saw the story, I thought I better post that. It's big news. Because otherwise, you know, I would I would rather buy The Legend of Zelda on NES for $5 than write about a sports story, sir. No, this is actually big news. Huh. Where's Submit to talk? Where's Submit to talk? Are Submit, you... why don't you talk? Yeah, t- you, you talk to us about this. Okay, sure. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, EA had been uh, hinting at uh, the idea that they were going to launch some sort of subscription service for, for EA, their EA Sports games. Um, and uh, this was rumored, I think, a few months ago that, you know, they were going to uh, charge... You know, it was going to be optional, obviously, but they, they were going to offer a service that would, you know, give users some benefits in exchange for their money, which is... That's how services work, right? The, yeah, okay, sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. You, give, you give me mm. money, I give you some benefits in return. So, uh, they've unveiled their service plan today. It's called uh, the EA Sports Season Ticket. And um, basically what it what it means is that uh, you can give them your money, $25 worth per year, which comes out to 2,000 Microsoft points. So it's, uh, it's available on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And um, for that subscription, you will uh, receive uh, the following benefits so, you know, that differ in awesomeness. Uh, so the, the, the main one that they're pushing is uh, early access to their, their games. And, and the games that are involved uh, in the program right now are um, uh, Madden, and then from Madden, it's starting with Madden NFL 12, which comes out on uh, August 30th. And um, then from then on, it's, it's going to uh, also involve uh, their, uh, let's see, NHL 12, which is their hockey franchise, uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour, which is the uh, uh, golf game. Uh, I also, I believe, uh, FIFA, FIFA Soccer, as well, and um, there's one more. I think 
uh, yeah, NCAA football, uh, the college football game. This is too in depth. Yeah, and, yeah, and what's so, going on? So uh, anyway, the the, the uh, early full game digital access. So if you subscribe to this program, this uh, season ticket for twenty five bucks a year, the main thing that they're pushing is that you'll be able to get three uh, three days before one of those games is scheduled to release. Three days before, then you'll be able to download the full version of that game on 360 or PS3, and so you'll get a three day head start on the competition. You know anything you do. Uh, save games or uh, achievements and trophies that all transfers over to the uh, you know the the game when it uh, actually launches three days later for and you buy for it. the for the plebeians, right? And so and that's, you buy it. Yes, and so that that's the, the 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 main catch here is that you know this this sounds really awesome, but EA's main partner with this is GameStop. So that should tell you a little something about this <laughs> full game digital access. Basically, you are downloading the what, quote unquote the full game for free. Uh-huh. You know, you don't you don't pay anything three days before launch, but that is essentially a demo that of the full game that expires as soon as the game comes it's, out. It's like an Xbox Live uh-huh. Arcade game trial. Yeah, it, it, it the digital version of the game expires when the game launches, and you have to actually go to a store or or you know Amazon or whatever and buy the disc. There's you know they're not going to let you download these games to your console and keep them there it's just you know you're downloading it for three days and you know you can play it for three days ahead of all your other friends the the plebeians who who don't subscribe uh it's also gonna offer some other stuff that's not nearly as interesting um you'll get a 20 percent discount on all dlc for uh for those ea sports games um you know stuff stuff like uh i don't know madden offers you can you can buy like points to upgrade your your uh, your franchise and all kinds of other stuff. You can buy courses for Tiger Woods, so twenty percent discount across all DLC for those sports games. Um, okay, you'll get uh, what they what they're calling free premium web content, which extends the game experience beyond the console to a web browser. Um, so, and that, uh, all that stuff is uh, uh, free to season ticket folks. Um, including uh, what they're calling creation center packs for FIFA Soccer 12, which gives you uh, you know some more customizational tools and abilities within the creation center, which is uh, online. It's a, it's a web interface that allows you to build your own uh, your own teams and, and have tournaments with them. And um, the, the last computer? thing on the on the computer, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a uh, it's a there's a web portal for FIFA, um, and and you can. Uh, manage your, t- your your created teams online and you know do all this stuff and there's leaderboards and all kinds of other things and the last thing is uh, just a sort of a token thing here uh, you know you'll get a little uh, exclusive membership badge that's uh, displayed in the game and on your easports.com profile so you know the thing is that with, with Hang this on, is just I, I, you know I don't want to cut you off I do because I want to talk um, <laughs> and I'm rude and I don't care but just to briefly cut you off that was a very nice that was very well like said in depth explanation of the EA yeah. season ticket I would like to just just for some of our listeners that might not be that into it just to give them a more brief one that they can tell their friends and, and explain it to sum up everything Summit said I would like to add, hello, I'm EA. I was just trying to wake myself off with my feet, and then I thought you might like to give me $25 for fuck all. Um, that's my take. That's my explanation. Continue. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's 
I, I think it's going to be worth the price to some people, but that $25 seems like a lot to me. You know, that's, that's, uh, it's 25 bucks a year. You can buy PlayStation Plus for 50 bucks a year. You can buy Xbox Live for 60 bucks a year. And this is a subscription service just for EA Sports games. If you are the kind of person who buys, you know, a bunch of those games, FIFA, NHL, Madden, NCAA, Tiger Woods, if you if you buy, you know, some or all of those games every single year and you buy a lot of DLC for those games and you play them all the damn time, I could see this being worth it for you, and especially if those are the, you know, s- some of the only games you buy uh, each year. But I just, I, I don't, I mean, I understand why the whole digital access is, is, a, is a trial, and, and I understand why the system works the way it does, because, you know, they can't spurn their retail partners. But it just seems, I, I mean, I, why, why am I going to spend an hour downloading you know, nine gigs or what or, or whatever of a game that I'm only going to be able yeah. to use for three days, and then I, then it's just it's useless to me. I have to delete it off my console and then go down to GameStop and buy a disc, the same game I just was playing ten minutes before midnight yeah. before that's, it expired. That's the problem. That's, like, there's you know? no offer. This is like paying a restaurant a yearly subscription fee for the privilege. Of the day before you decide to go there for a meal, you can go to their kitchen and smell your food. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tara, you were about to say something? I was going to say, I mean, you'd have to download the full game if you wanted to play the demo anyway, right? Uh, No, not always. No, I mean, for for the sports games, the demo is like, for Madden, it's like, you know, one game of five-minute quarters or something. Or for NHL, it's like just the last five minutes of of a game. And it's, it's like, what, like 800 like, megabytes or something? It's, yeah, like 800, basically like between yeah. 500 megs and a gig and a half or something. Yeah. I can only see that being worth it if you're not really sure if you want to play a whole bunch of the games. But if that's the case, then you probably wouldn't be buying a membership to EA right. Games anyway. So Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I suppose, if again, if you're someone who buys all the DLC courses for Tiger Woods, which some of those can be like... Uh, like seven fifty each for for those courses, uh, you know. At, at least when they're not bundled with with other ones, uh, you know. And if you're going to spend a lot of money on DLC, then maybe you'll get your your money's worth with twenty percent. But you'd have to spend a lot of fucking money on EA Sports DLC for that to be worth a twenty yeah. mm-hmm. subscription. You know what makes and- me laugh is they fucking complain about secondhand used games, and they're doing shit like this. They're selling day one DLC and Tiger Woods courses for seven bucks fifty, and now they want subscription fees, and they've got the fucking nerve to say we want to sell a game twice because we can't mm. afford the servers. I'm like, you make enough fucking money off your games for not that much effort. I mean, and you've just come up with a subscription service that lets people buy stuff. A subscription <laughs> to buy stuff. I mean, really. And you want to yeah, tell me you can't is... afford the Battlefield servers. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I was seeing some people say that, you know, for for the people at, like, there are some people who, who say that they work at GameStop and, like, the people who buy Madden every year are hounding them, you know, a few days before the actual release date. Do you have it in stock yet? Can you sell it to me early? So, you know... Again, there are probably some people for whom the idea of playing a game three days early for being in that quote-unquote exclusive club is going to oh, yeah. be worth the $25. Yeah, uh, they'll have all their friends over, they'll have a party, they'll talk about how great they are, it'll be great. 
I do question just how many people are going to fall for it, though. I mean, I know Madden is a big oh. thing, and I know there are some obsessives out there, but obsessives are, like, noted by their extremity, and extremity is noted by its rarity. Sure. And I, I just... EA's been doing this a lot lately. We've had online passes, we've had Origin, and now we've got this. And it seems to me that EA thinks having a service is enough. Just saying we've got a service is competition. It's like, no, you've got to make the service competitive, and then you are competitive. It's oh, like, I mean, not just, who is... it's like I could open a shop tomorrow. I could open a shop tomorrow and say, I am now Walmart. And it's like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not going to work. Not if I'm just selling, like, little statues of elephants I've made out of my own dry shit. Is there any competition for Madden, though? Madden is just... No, Ma Madden is the only football game in town, and it's going to be sense. for a while. Yeah, someone, but... someone, someone asked me this, and I said, they are competing against the consumer's desire to not spend $25 a year on shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, the thing is that, you know, you, you say that, that you wonder how many people there are, but Madden sells like four to five million copies every year. FIFA sells like 10 million worldwide. Um, I think the last one sold, yeah, bit like nine or 10 million copies around the world. It's it's crazy. The, that at least has competition, right? There's FIFA and then there's the well, here's, one. Yeah, the, here's, here's the problem. It's, I'm not talking about competition in the traditional sense. EA right. is trying to complete, compete with things that were once its allies. Like, it's trying to compete with Steam. With the subscription service, they might be working with their retail partners, but let's face it, they're trying to compete with retail. They're trying to compete with, like... Xbox Live and PSN, even though those those are the things selling the um, the subscription fees, they're still trying to compete with those because EA is trying to look to get as many like as much maximum profit for itself without having to include anybody else. EA at the moment seems to be trying to turn itself into an island in a sea of companies um, and mm. not rely on anyone but itself, and that is competition. And you can't do that just by saying. I've got Origin, I am now an online distributor, I've got e uh, the EA season ticket, I am now a network. It's You can't do that. I, I wonder if, you know, really, this is just a way for them to test the water for full-on, legitimate digital uh, delivery of games in the future. Because, you know, you, you've seen... I, I, was, uh, I saw an interview with um, EA's, I think his name is Andrew Wilson... Uh, from EA Sports, and, and he was saying it was an interview at the Develop Conference, and what he was saying was that, you know, look, digital distribution might be the future, but at this point, the best way for people to get seven gigs of content is still to buy it on a disc. It's not to download it because you know the bandwidth is simply not there. The infrastructure, especially in America, isn't there for people to be able to download that much content every year, or, or you know, really at all. So I, I wonder if, you know, by doing this, they want to see how many people are – not only how many people are interested in paying $25 for this the privilege of paying playing a sports game three days early, but also how many people even would do it because they have the ability to download that much data and use it for three days. You know, how many people have the, the bandwidth coming to their house that they can say, oh, sure – Seven gigs, yeah, whatever. Uh, that that won't take too long to download, and then I'll be hopping into a game of Madden. <laughs> yeah, it's. 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to just say, oh, it will fail. I hate definitively saying things before they happen um, because that's been done a lot on past Pod and they've often been proven <laughs> wrong. But I, I just don't like the way EA's doing it. It's like EA keeps... And maybe I'm just talking for myself. There are probably plenty of people who are happy to go in for this stuff. But just speaking as a personal consumer... EA's doing nothing for me here. Like, they want to be their own autonomous thing. They want to be separate from retailers and digital distributors, and they want to gain maximum profit for themselves, but they ain't going to fucking get it off me while they refuse to compete with anybody. While they're selling Mass Effect on uh, Origin for 60 bucks, while they're saying you can pay a subscription fee to buy DLC still and to get demos. Like, just fuck off. Like... It, I consider it an insult to me as an intelligent consumer that EA thinks this is good. Yeah, I, I think the, the last thing I'll say is that it's an, important to draw a distinction between this and Origin in the sense that, or, or this between this and other subscription services like Xbox Live, in that this is a uh, more similar to PlayStation Plus in that it's it's a complete uh, value waste of time. Add. Well, I mean, whatever. That's you know, <laughs> I'm maybe for you, but I'm, I'm saying I'm being salty. So I'm being salty. Yeah, it's it's a value <laughs> add in that you know if it is of no interest to you, if you don't have the bandwidth, then don't pay for it. But for the people who you know, the, for the people who who wait outside GameStop for at midnight for Madden every single year, and Tiger Woods and NCAA football and FIFA and you know NHL, for those people. It might be worth it, and for them, it, it might make sense to spend twenty-five bucks a year to get those three days of early access that they can, you know, boast to their friends about. But yeah, uh, you know, if not, then um, then that's fine for for everyone else. But for this, you know, if it's if it's worth it to you, you're going to pay for it. You know, they're not they're unlike uh, uh, Xbox Live. They're not locking anybody out of content. This is all optional content. They're not they're not saying it's not an online pass where if you know if you buy the game used you have to pay ten dollars to pay to play it online this is uh completely optional i mean right. i will make them good on that that is they've not done something where you are screwed if you don't have it and that's why i never really had a problem with um activision's call of duty elite like i've got no interest in that um but i don't really need it um and that's fair enough it's actually a little bit more than I'd have expected from EA at the moment, the way they're going. But like I say, it's just, it just, it's come at the at the time when EA is trying to make this stand against the world, and it's not really done anything. It's expecting gamers to put in the effort to make EA stand on its own, rather than making much effort itself. Uh, that's what I think, anyway, and that's including yeah. like everything EA's been doing lately, not just uh, the, the season ticket. Sure. Yeah, Jonathan, I think that Tara, it, anybody else? No, I, I was, I was gonna. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I was gonna say if. No, I, I have a little thought, tiny one. If they change it so you can keep the game and not buy the disc version, which would piss off GameStop, I'm sure. But if they change that. I think uh, at least I think close to a million people would do it. If they don't do it, I think they're going to be looking more at like two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand people 
doing it, um, mostly for the soccer. It'll catch on a little bit because one guy will do it and he'll brag to his friends and make his friends feel bad about himself. Like it's it's all about with video games. It's so weird to me, but it's true. It's all about how people feel about themselves if they're doing it. Like Jim just talked for a long time about how he likes himself too much to spend. A dollar. Oh, uh, I mean, sir. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Five dollars. Truly, right? sir. Yeah. It's <laughs> not that the game is bad. It's that it makes you feel like a chump if you do that. And likewise, if this deal makes people feel like a chump, they're they're going to hate it. But I think a lot of people are going to feel really good about themselves having this uh, subscription because their friends are going to be envious of them because they're playing it already. And then the envious friends will get it too. And then they'll feel better about themselves. And that'll, that'll, uh, continue to at least 200,000 to 500,000 people. This would, this would draw my interest much more. If this, say this, this is the next generation of consoles and we all have terabyte hard drives and internet is faster and I can pay EA sixty dollars to just keep that download after mm-hmm. three days. I like that. That's the, the that roadblock that I just sort of can't get around in my head. Is why if I'm downloading this thing, I need to go and get a physical disc. Yeah, on launch yeah day. they had to. Make it's a waste of time yes. for a yeah for a yeah. consumer unless they are super obsessed with Madden. And I guess they just think there's enough people that are. Um, yeah, I think which is yeah, which is there's, which there's is why funny. I think they're. That's why I think that they're doing this the way they are, which is, and that's why I suggested that it might just be a way for them to test digital delivery of full games on consoles. Because you know, obviously, with Origin, they're doing that on PC, but you know, this isn't this is the first time EA is really sort of trying this out uh, on on a scale this big for for consoles. And so, you know, maybe in the future, maybe uh, two a year or two from now, they'll be able to offer the same service, but say. If you want to give us your sixty dollars on launch day, then you can just keep the download. It will function as it did during the three day period, or as a full copy purchased on a disc would function. They should fucking mail yeah. out the discs if they if it must hmm. be disc based. Right. EA should buy like you should be able to send um, like a sixty dollar check to EA. They go cash it, run down to their local GameStop, buy the game. <laughs> And mail it to you. That's how. That is exactly how it should run. John, John Riccatello should run down to his local GameStop. Yeah. And then go to the post office and mail and it. And he's got to do it on a bicycle with streamers and a bell and a basket at the front, which he puts all the games in. <laughs> why do they want to keep GameStop happy again? Like, why do they care about that? Because if you upset like, GameStop, they won't sell your games at all, and then you might be fucked. Uh, that's always been the fear. That's how, always how much I, are, do you be surprised by how much of uh, Madden sales come from the massive promotion they, the GameStop and other retailers give it? Really? You've huh. got to keep... Huh. Yeah, it's that. a truism. This is why the PSP Go was selling its fucking games at $40, because they didn't dare undercut GameStop. It's a powerful entity. Yeah. Uh, huh. Some would say too powerful. You know, that it depends on uh, and, where you come And that's really the, the shame about digital delivery... Of, of full games is that, you know, I mean, again, I, I don't think that the infrastructure, the, the network infrastructure is entirely there, but even if it were, or even in the next few years, if it, if it came to be that way, I really think that GameStop and, and you know, brick-and-mortar retailers in general are the main sort of thing that's holding us back from that, from the future in terms of downloading games uh, mm. without, you know, and, and just, or downloading full games. 
I really think that the, yeah. the, the retailers and their agreements with the platform holders and, and with publishers are, are what's holding us back because they, you know they they want their cut. Okay, I'm right. gonna talking of cut. I'm gonna have to end it. This is oh, it's too fucking hot in here. This is silly. This <laughs> but is, Jamie, this you is didn't silly. get to talk about Nintendo and the house uh, analogy what? metaphor. You didn't like. You didn't like my when I said that. No, no, that was, a house no, no, no. I was talking about the value thing. The, oh, the yeah. games being worth stuff and sir. Oh, sir, I meant to say I would not, I would not prostitute myself, sir, to, oh, sir, I would not, (laughs) anyway, let's do some questions, I'm only going to make this quick, because I've got to get out of this fucking office, and this is too much, okay, (laughs) I meant to tell you, before you do the questions, Yeah. did you see Adventure Time on Monday? I don't think I did. They do a reference to a character named Meat Man who's never shown. And they eat they eat his meat on a plate. They're like, should we eat this? It came from Meat Man. Did it hurt him? I think they might be reading your articles about Reggie Fizemi. Anyway, go ahead. Um, again, Submit, you want to ask like what the questions, how we get like, the Podtoid questions. Things are, again, very different in that I only 50% of the time don't fucking bother to collect them. So I'm just reading through it now. And getting them. So I will just ask them and you will answer them. Thank you very much. Let's do it. Don't worry about it. Doga Steel. Um, I think it's supposed to be some stylized form of doggy style. But it's written Doga Steel. So, fuck him. He says, what do you think is with this belief that because a game is a puzzle game, it's therefore not worth $60? That is a very interesting question. A, A puzzle game can have as many, if not more, hours in it of gameplay than a first-person shooter or an action game or a role-playing game. And yet, because it's a puzzle game, people don't think it's worth much money. And I must say, if, if I was playing a straight puzzle game, I probably wouldn't want to pay $60 for it. And I don't know why. So I guess that's what he wants yeah. to know, is, is why do we have this idea? They're usually a bit shorter than like a first-person shooter game. Well, I think the idea is they've just got so much more replay value to them. Um, like, I guess anyone can... Like, I can still pick up Luminous right now and, and have as much fun with it as I did when I first played Luminous. I think that's that's the idea. Like, you can get a load of gameplay out of it, but, you know, yeah. it, there's something it about it to... that feels more shallow than... Even though it could be as complex as anything, it just it's, it feels more shallow to me than a, a quote-unquote real gamey, gamey experience. Mm. It goes back to what I was just saying about how you feel about yourself after you buy it. I mean, you may buy a new puzzle game for 60 bucks and love it and play it for 40 or 50 hours, but you just feel like you're a dumb person for buying a puzzle game for 60 bucks because you know that it didn't, you know, take 100 people like it took 100 people to make Grand Theft Auto 4. You know that just didn't cost that much to make, so you feel like, oh, I shouldn't pay that much for something that's just not worth that much so I'm dumb and that's a shame because I think that a uh, game's worth is is uh, measured by how much you enjoy it while you're playing it and how much you think yeah. about it when you're not playing it and how you know if the music is really good like Mega Man 2 I would pay 60 bucks for that game again if I had to because I love it I feel so good when I play it and when I and when I'm done playing it I think about how much I enjoyed it I'll think about it the next day sometimes like oh I love it then I'll go back and play it again. It's worth, it's worth so much money to me. Whereas, you know, another NES game like Ice Climbers really would be worth a, a dollar. Uh, I wouldn't go ten cents. 
<laughs> Ice climbers. <laughs> and it's the same with puzzle games. I'd pay 60 bucks for a new puzzle fighter uh, in a, at the drop of a hat. I would, I would get more than $60 worth of enjoyment out of that. But if it was like a new Mr. Pants, you guys familiar with Mr. Pants? No. Let's not talk about Mr. Pants. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. I think I think okay. another re- reason is just the way they've been presented. Like puzzle games have been sold predominantly for um, a long while now on phones and mobile yep. devices yep. and PSP or just DS. free on browsers. Or just yeah. free on browsers. Browser. Yeah, it's. I think the the genre has been inherently devalued just because. I guess because they're so easy to to make in terms of they don't need to have top of the line graphics. They very rarely need to even be in 3D, so they're very cheap to make. Ergo, a lot of people make them and sell them cheaply. So the whole idea of the puzzle game has been devalued because people don't want to pay $60 for something when it's like, well, I can play Snake on my mobile phone for nothing. Exactly. I wonder if they made a puzzle game with like rage graphics, and you're you're running around, you're talking to all these deformed, ugly, post-apocalyptic <laughs> people, and they're like, "Get out of here, you son of a bitch, and play my puzzle." And just <laughs> <laughs> you just have to play a puzzle for whether they'd be like, "Yeah, I paid sixty bucks for rage puzzles. Awesome. Feel so good about myself." Would that happen? I think this week's title has to be "Son of a Bitch, Play My Puzzle." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But I, guess I don't know why they're all southern. I guess anyway, that's why, what Valve did with Portal. I mean, that is a puzzle game, but they presented yeah. it as a first-person shooter and whacked a really good story in there. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think the the thing is, is if you don't present a puzzle game like a puzzle game, you can get away with it. So I guess Rage yeah. Puzzler would work. Puzzle yeah, Rage. they could do it. Puzzle Rager. <laughs> Oh well, that was that was an awesome answer to that question. I think everyone did really well. We did well, That's guys. Really we did it. Yeah, good job. We did. A uh, load of Evo questions. I, I, I literally, I don't give the first one about Evo. It really seemed to be. It was really blown up on Twitter. Like everyone uh, in my feed was uh, was tweeting get, up a storm yeah. about Evo, and that's great. Getting you know, bigger and bigger. Esports is is a, is getting to be a thing, and yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, you know, it's not my thing, but well done those that like it. But here's one thing. I don't mind you talking about Evo on Twitter. I don't mind you talking about Evo in comment threads. Don't say, oh man, I was so hype for that. Hype doesn't work in that context. You cannot be hype. That's a concept. You can't just be a concept. Yeah, that's like I was so loved. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, I get so annoyed when I hear people talk about <laughs> this <thing. laughs> oh, oh, that was Yeah, I you know, I, I did see a lot of people who were like Evo was cooler th- than any, you know, like quote unquote real sport and that's I was like, Alright, alright, come on, let, let's yeah, you know, hold your horses. Come people. on, let's not push some its buttons. <laughs> that's not true. Huh? So you don't take you it? don't even like sports and that's not true. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I like Evo a lot more than sports. That's for I, sure. I would I rather watch two people playing Ryu just hard duking each other and over and over again than watch football. Yeah, me too. Which, what about what about American football? That's what I meant. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, awesome. I just call it football, and I call British football soccer because I know how much it annoys British people. To <laughs> Um, so I got a, qu- a question here, a, a silly one. Wait, what are you doing? What are you reading the questions? <laughs> that's okay. Oh, you don't read the questions. Samir, so, what are you, 
What are you doing? No, 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 no. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. trying to move us along You're from sports. Along. Yeah, from yeah. sports talk. Yeah, uh, are you, Samir? Are you? Um, here's a thing: mm. you, you, you don't do that. Because <laughs> that, I'm not being I'm not being funny or anything. I don't want to like make this uncomfortable. But you don't don't fucking undermine me again, okay? That's, <laughs> and I don't want the listeners to have to hear this. I'm very sorry about this. I'm I'm sorry, listeners. But if you if you ever if you ever Fucking undermine me again on my own show, I will fucking end you, okay? And don't think I won't. Don't think I can't, right? Nero listens to me, okay? I could make things very. I can't even carry that on. Well, that was too nasty, even for me. It, it was. It was good that it, it broke down right when you, right after you said Nero listens to me. <laughs> yeah, that's where it got funny. Um, no, so go on then. What do you want to? Right, so uh, my cool white lies asks, uh, if you were Splinter and you had to name your four mutant turtle children after famous historical figures, but not necessarily Renaissance era artists, what would you choose? Uh, my cool white lies chooses Darwin, Dolly, Poe, and Tesla. Oh, I hate history. And science and history together. I'd like oh. to. I'd like to just have four Joseph Fritzels. <laughs> He was bad. And Michael Jackson, for good measure. <laughs> yeah, three Joseph Pitzels and one Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. That's a good answer for everyone. Mm, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll own that answer. Too. Yeah, yeah jo- Jonathan, you're going to go with that? Yeah, I'll just do whatever it's, Jim says. It's yeah. because that's literally all the historical characters we know as a collective. <laughs> Joseph Pitzel and Michael Jackson. I don't know any other... I was once told I'd make a good historian, but I didn't do it, so... How do you make a good historian? Just read the books and remember it? Don't you, like, gather dust and breathe life into it and then snap a rib off? I don't know. Oh, Jim, you should go with... You should just go with Josephs. You should go with, like, Fritzel and Mengele and Goebbels and... And And the Technicolor Dreamcoat. (laughs) Perfect. Joseph, yeah. Ninja Josephs. Happy Elk asks, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what gaming-related purchase would you make? Tara, I'm going to start with you. Oh, jeez. If I won the lottery tomorrow, um, I'd probably buy two PS3s. One so I could destroy it with a baseball bat, because fuck Sony. And the other one I would use as an actual PS3, because, you know, it'd be Sony's nice to have one. It'd be nice to have one. Yeah. That would be a good deal. Um, and a 3DS. Uh, yes. I would... Oh, yeah, they're good. Oh, and a huge TV. Yeah, 3DS. A 55-inch TV. Hmm. That's it. Wow, that is huge. I don't even know where I'd put that in my house. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd buy arcade cabinets. I'd buy tons of arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm. I'd get uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike arcade cabinet. Probably uh, Warzard. Which you guys, I know you love that CPS three stuff. Submit. You love that CPS3 Warzard. Uh, I <laughs> get Incredible Crisis arcade cabinet that I played at Nero's. I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah, just tons and tons of arcade games. I'd fill my house with them. It'd be it would be awesome. I would get an Aliens. Um, oh, what was it called? Alien. 
Which one? Is it something? Was it the arcade machine with what? guns? It's Alien well, X, not Execution, uh, Infestation, something like that. But it's one of those like a big coin op arcade machine, and you've got a, yeah. uh, the the two guns on it. Uh, Aliens Extermination, that's it. And it's like that's six thousand right. dollars for one of them. And one day I'm gonna get one, and I'll have no room to what? put it anywhere. But I really what want. What are the graphics like on that? They're okay. What did that look like? It was like you know, I I want to say like Dreamcast EPS2 era graphics on it. It was. Uh, okay. You know, it was 3D, polygonal and all that stuff, and it had big flying aliens towards the end. Um, funnily enough, Mississippi is full of them. It's like, that's, really? Yeah, that seems to be what Mississippi has. We've got theocratic anti-abortionists, vote no on Proposition 26, by the way, and uh, fucking Aliens Exterminations Arcade Machine, which I guess <laughs> for a fucking backwater racist state like this, a place where you exterminate aliens is probably why it's so popular. But it's everywhere. Like in in movie theaters and um, fucking Gaddy Town, this horrible place where the kid always wants to go. Uh, Aliens Extermination Arcade Machine. Always have to put in a you know my twenty five cents or however much it is to give it a quick go. I actually I went to see James Cameron's Avatar, starring James Cameron, written and directed by James Cameron. Cameron Um, And they had Aliens Extermination Arcade Machine outside. And I went. I ran straight to it after watching Avatar, so I could actually have something James Cameron related that was entertaining. And then that made <laughs> the night. I still haven't seen Avatar. It doesn't look that good. I don't like the graphics. Gravity Boots Triple Zero says he has a question. Uh, well, I didn't answer yes. the oh, question. Oh, oh yeah, do sorry. it. Do it. Submit. Okay. I I would buy John Riccatello so I could force <laughs> him to ride a bike. To the GameStop, <laughs> buy games, and then go to the post office and mail them out to people. Fantastic. Um, that was- Gravity Boots Triple Zero says, "I have a question. Stop fucking interrupting Tara when she speaks." <laughs> you can't interrupt someone who's not saying anything. God. Do we interrupt you, Tara? No. Hi. No. They that, are. Was the, that was the meekest. Like she most- says, it's all right. She's fine. <laughs> Don't you go sticking your business in our fucking racket. Telling us she, how to run our show. She says she's fine. So everything's fine. you see any bruises on that face? No. I Don't, fell down some stairs. Don't lift up her sleeves. <laughs> and everything's okay. <laughs> It's getting too hot, and I don't want to read any more of these questions. So I'm going to stop it right there. Um, sorry for interrupting Tara. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry uh, for rambling, as I always do. It was good to have you, you back for a bit. You know, you did well. You you did all right, Smith. You did that, <laughs> that, that bit where you tried to fuck with my job on the podcast. But other than that, you were good. Everyone did well. We even talked about video games for most of the show. So I apologize to the other half that don't like that. You can't keep anyone happy these days. Mm. I've been your host, Jim Sterling. You can catch Tara Long and the Departed Max Scoville on the Destructoid show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can catch Samitsar Kerr, myself, and Jonathan Holmes on Destructoid.com every day of the week for some reason. And you can get the Destructoid, Podtoid, Android app on the internet for some dollars if you want to give us a little bit of money and just help us out and 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 do some reviews on it as well i read the reviews that are up there already people are really kind to us so thank you very much and 
yeah, thank you for the continued support because I had a lot of fun doing this show, as do I think fifty percent of the rest of the cast. So, <laughs> so thank you for that, and we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>